0: yeah <laughs> welcome back to two c's with a pod oh, man, all right matt uh good news or bad news
1: Oh, um. Already, this is the, the tough decisions right off the bat. But I yeah, am late night. Late night, but uh, yeah.
0: Oof.
1: Um, I'm gonna go bad news. You know, I like to end on on a better note. So yeah. let's go bad yeah. news. That, that's
0: a. You know, I think that's a, a good choice. Thank you. Um, the Chiefs are picking last in the draft.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. it has been like a. You know, we talked about it. yeah. it's been a little disappointing their draft. Um, um status yeah, pick, yeah pick That's number thirty two
0: like, there in the first round, yeah,
1: but you get the snake, right? You get to come back, you're first in the second <laughs> round, though, I mean, let's really let's look at the bright side of this uh, know, yeah it doesn't, first pick of the second round
0: doesn't work that way, um oh, uh, more bad news, Matt,
1: oh, it doesn't it's like like a fantasy football I,
0: draft I got more bad news. I got this hat that I'm gonna have to get a new hat. Yeah. Oh. This one's that dated. Just,
1: that just is celebrating that the Super Bowl is happening in a sense. It doesn't this was a
0: Super Bowl 57 hat. Oh, okay. See, I yeah. already that's that. that's old. It's like wearing, um, remember back in the day when you'd have the Z Cabaricci and they'd put the year on it.
1: Yeah. You, you can't gotta, be showing up to
0: you can't be showing up to the eighth grade dance in an in a nineteen ninety Z Cabricci shirt when it's nineteen ninety-one. Like you no. can't be doing that. So yep. I'm gonna have to get a new hat, but all this leads to good news. Of this is our annual exit interview. This yes. is over the
1: debriefing. Yeah, and
0: uh, once again, the Kansas City Chiefs are the Super Bowl champions. So there's your good news. You oh, pick, okay. You pick well, thirty second, and I have to get a new hat.
1: Yes, but, but other
0: than, the trade off is Super Bowl champion.
1: The silver lining of that very dark cloud um is that we hoisted the lombardi trophy and I maybe i we talked about where we want to start and maybe this is like a i'll, I'll kind of start maybe we can start from the end and work our way backwards right so like for me and i'll just tell you there's moments of these things and and like moments you remember of each each super bowl i think you know, and it's such a great right, it's I'm so grateful and it's such a blessing to kind of have these things where like I, I remember in the lead up to the Super Bowl, it was like, well, Patrick has this Mahomes has this routine for the Super Bowl. Well, what amazing thing to say, right? Like like to have a Super Bowl routine, right? Is such a a an incredible like state three words to put together um, and it for also to be about like, the Kansas City Chiefs. But I think like so you just take little moments from each one now because they're all starting to kind of there's so many of them, you know, like there's so many moments. For me, watching John Elway um, walk through that crowd with the Lombardi trophy. Now, again, I mean, these 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 pictures have haunted my memories, these exact pictures. Right. I mean, these exact thing. Right. Of. Of John Elway ho- hoisting the Lombardi Trophy or handling it in some way, walking with it as a champion, you know, and it, it 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 broke my heart and it gutted me as a sports fan and as a fan of this city. Um, but to see him walk through, and I'll just tell you the moment of how funny it is, and I'll I'll, I'll turn it over to you here. But me, May, our good friend of the show, Matt May came came um over and watched kind of the end of it with us in may fashion c- came about mid second quarter you know so showed up per- perfect super bowl party matt may really that's pretty early for him and as the game's going or as it ends john elway is walking through the crowd and me and may both just simultaneously start laughing cheering freaking out yelling screaming at the tv and really, everyone around—my wife, Tanner—they can't really understand this. And even Tanner said himself, "What did John Elway do to you?"
0: That same question has been posed by me. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly, exactly. So, um, and so that's for me where I I wanted to start because there's just little precious moments, right? Um, that it's in the it's in the Raiders Stadium. Right, um, that you're hoisting the the Lombardi Trophy. There's just little things about this one that maybe make it cooler than any of them. But I'll turn it to you for like what what's your like lasting impression? We can work our way backwards here. This
0: yeah, um, so you know, I was I was thinking about this, um, you know, because I I mean basically. Uh, you know, he hit Hardman on that touchdown. And then I just kind of shut TV off, went to bed. You know, like everybody else, right? Like, yeah, just there was a there was, there was zero adrenaline going. Um, you know, just r- really ready for bed. Yeah, uh, yeah, just click know,
1: and done. I was cool, up till, personally up till two in the morning on my couch. That's uh, just.
0: Me. Were you decompressing from the game by scrolling all social media, reading about the game?
1: <laughs> Um what little I have left, yes. So yeah. I definitely was doing some forms of right, trying to find little clips, little moments. I mean, and just also thinking in my head now, you know, watching thinking of Brock Purdy saying he's a champion at the end of the game, just amazing stuff.
0: But yeah. So the um I guess first of all about this game, um it's cliche in sports to to hear the it sucks. Somebody has to lose. Um, I thought it was one of the best played cleanest games that I'd seen. Um, don't think there was really any, like, I feel like the NFL season this year was marred by, um, or officiating highlighted officiating calls and stuff like that. Um, you know, and, and to me, it was a very clean game. I didn't feel like there was any calls where you'd be like, Oh, they should have called holding there or, um, they should have, you know oh i can't believe they made that call like even the mcduffie hold like clear and obvious hold sucks that it happened but uh i do do think on the
1: trick play their touchdown there was some shit a bit of shenanigans because their linemen were like 72 yards down the field blocking before the while you know like so i you know yes but i would ultimately agree with you yes
0: yeah i i think that it was a clean game and um i mean dude it was the second longest game in the nfl ever
1: um, isn't that interesting? I mean, it, it
0: went, isn't that really incredible?
1: Yeah, because yeah. it ended at what would essentially would have been a tie in the regular season if it goes it to zero. Have been
0: it, actually, if that was a regular season game, the um the forty well, won.
1: I yes, I mean, because just the
0: regular season overtime is only ten minutes.
1: Oh,
0: I didn't they know they played that a year. full fifteen. They played a full fifteen. Yeah. yeah. In the, in the playoffs, and so, like, you know, the 72 game where the Chiefs and Dolphins went into double overtime. Right. into a second overtime. I mean, you know, had the Chiefs wanted to, they could have ran the clock out in that first. I think they would have had to snap the ball with one second left. In that yeah. But that game would have continued. Like, there wasn't going to be a – like, the, that was – it wasn't like the Chiefs had to score. That game would have – it would have continued until there was a score or a stop. But – um you know to kind of get back to the uh to the question is you know i think with 54 um it was just this like uh, joy like this lifetime of this lifetime of frustration was gone like a release yeah and then in 55 for 55 um arrogance like there was this like oh we're just going to go in here and steamroll these guys and Go back to back, and we're the best, and you know, dynasty and all this. And 55 was 55 was a hit, man. Like it was kind of started a spiral, a little bit of a spiral, which is a little embarrassing to say. Um, last year was like it felt like a little bit of validation. Like, I feel like any not anybody, but I feel like there's a ton of guys that have gotten one. Russ, Russell Wilson's gotten one. Rodgers has gotten one. Um, <clears throat> you know, so I, I think that to get two was kind of this, okay. And it's all also for me, um, like, there's a huge difference between two and one and one and two. Like, I think that Peyton, uh, a little bit of Peyton Manning's legacy is locked, is marred by the fact that in the Super Bowl, he's two and two he has a 500 record in the super bowl. Um, Agreed. And so when you get to this one I think the the word that I would use on this one is surprised. Like I think I like this one the best. Um like the uh 54 54 was bleak. Like 54 that game was over. Like they were down 10 and then you know you had the they were down 10 with Midway through the fourth quarter with third and 15. Like, that, game, that game was over. Um, and so, like, with this one, and the reason why I say surprise, and maybe this is me backing into the the rest of the season is uh, quite candidly, and we, this is not news to you, but this is news to those on the podcast, I thought this was a divisional round team. Right. Like, the entire season – the entire regular season, this looked like a divisional round team. And that's this game that they just got out of was a microcosm of how the season went. Just like offense was anemic at the start. Like wasn't there at one point, I think CBS popped a graphic that the 49ers had seven first downs and the chiefs had ran seven plays. Yeah. Like just nothing. And then you had the, the fumble, the fumble in the red zone. Then Ooh. you had the the you had um I think um Rashid Rice fumbled like doesn't doesn't really get talked about but before the Pacheco fumble Rasheed Rice fumbled Justin Watson was right there. That could have been a, a huge play. Um didn't take advantage of the 49ers fumble. Like this to, this team did not throughout the, the season didn't really capitalize on like the defense would get a short field and they wouldn't do anything with it. And then they were bogging down in the red zone, couldn't score touchdowns right and so like as a microcosm of the season like it just started as a uh... yeah
1: I, I right and I, I, I think you know in the game and we can kind of look at this game maybe and then kind of look at the overall you know kind of season as we work our way backwards Um, you know I, I think there were just some incredible moments. I, I I did start to feel it. And I think it's such an interesting thing. And my guess is, is that if I'm feeling it at all, because I do have such a natural skepticism for like what's gonna happen, like my natural still to this day is still, which it, it needs to change, but it's still ingrained in me because of how you know how many years i saw it of like something bad is going to happen right like there is going to be a moment where this game is going to change and it's going to be bad for us i think the interesting thing is that that's that's we get the advantages of that now i i think the punt um and the, the bounce off the poor kid's foot um yeah. I, I i think is such a fortuitous thing and such a huge moment in the game where you just go you know, and I think if you're a 49ers player, fan, if you're just a fan of the NFL that really isn't rooting for the Chiefs in any way, you start to go, when that happens, you go, oh, oh no, you know, like, this is, here it here, here it comes, you know. And I think, um, to your point about being down, I think, you know, I I said it myself during the game, I'm like, why do we always have to do this, you know, like, why doesn't it because i i've seen so many clips and i think we grew up in a time where we did see some super bowl blowouts like they are possible they they do happen i mean you can well, out I mean, we teams, were,
0: and we were a part of one
1: yeah you know uh, and i mean oh yes oh a great point When we forgot about was never- i've
0: forgotten about it
1: like honestly i know i know but you're um, a- I, didn't, I guess I don't want to call it a blowout because I think of like the 49ers against the Chargers as being a little sure. more.
0: The, the 49ers, 55, Broncos, 10, blowout. The Bears, 46, New England, 10. Cowboys, 55, 17. Yes, in the 80s and 90s, there were a ton of these things. But in the NFL, like I saw this, I saw this thing that popped up and um, the last four Super Bowls, On that, CBS had held were not competitive games. Yeah. So it was the last one was us, 31 to nine against the Bucks. The one before that, which is kind of a weird cycle because the one before that was only two years prior, it was the 13 to three Patriots and Rams. Yeah. But it was 13 to three, like throughout most of the game. Like it was, I think it was actually 13 to nothing for a long time or 10 to nothing or something like that. Yeah, it's just a boring game
1: and really not competitive yeah
0: the one before that was the broncos beating the panthers that yeah. was a 24 to 10 game that was really kind of a 24 to 3 game for most of the you know it's like oh well, it was only a 14 point game what well, was a 14 point game because it was a 17 point game with 3 minutes left to go right um, you know so i mean there's you get these you you see these things um but to me the the surprise was i think it was a like this was like, even when they lost to the Bengals in the AFC championship game, like, the expectation was they were go- they were going to win that game, they were going to go to the Super Bowl, they were going to win. Mm-hmm. Like, this one, the expectation for me was, hey, let's just not embarrass ourselves and be one of those teams that loses in the wild card, you know, like, loses at home in the wild card. And then it's like, okay, we have to go on the road. We have to go to Buffalo. Buffalo's playing really well. Look how hot they were. Like, keep in mind, Buffalo getting into the playoffs. Buffalo was dead in the water when they came here in December or November, whenever it was, when they came here, we had the opportunity to eliminate them that day. Yeah. We could have eliminated them from the playoffs that day. And then Kadarius Tony's lined up off sides and you know, the game ends how it ends and the bills went on a roll and the bills were hot and they were playing really well. And then
1: a lot of Super Bowl know, favorites, a lot of people yeah. had them as favorites, yeah.
0: And then you go to the AFC Championship game and dude, Baltimore had been the best team all year. Like they and they not only had they been the best team, but when they played the best, like they rolled them. Like keep in mind what they did to the 49ers. Correct. Like all these winning these teams with these winning records and the, the games weren't close. No. So, you know, it's like, yeah. Okay. I I, the thing I was the, willing to about-
1: say I was willing to say that, that was the best team ultimately that they had played in the post in any of these postseason runs. You know, I was at least willing to talk about the Ravens being, you know, probably the, the most complete and best team that they had played in any of these runs. I mean, the Patriots with Tom Brady are gonna always jump off the, the paper. Um, I think the um I
0: think the divisional round bills the 13 second game uh the 13
1: second game I think is fair because you're talking about a team that also was hot a team that offensively was firing at all cylinders I do think that though defensively they probably weren't as complete I mean if you got to remember that the Chiefs were also just you got to remember that that was Tyreek Hill you know with a minute 20 seconds left peace signing them and going 60 on him right so I mean like Part of me was like, that's your, your point about this team that they went on the road and beat this year. Maybe a more complete team and a better team. Although, again, and I, I think there's well, so many fortuitous things. Injuries, right? And, and then all those teams can point to injuries. But we had injuries. If you weren't thinking about Joe Tooney at the beginning of this yeah. game, was, was, was any Chiefs fan not going, oh, man, this is the Tampa Bay game again?
0: Right. Well, because that, that defensive line that they have, and I you know, this was kind of in our group text with uh with Kelly, is like, look at the names of the guys that they have got. Like they the 49ers have a lot of superstars. They have a lot of names that you recognize.
1: Yeah, Chase Young.
0: There's yeah, no joke. Chase, Chase Young was a what was he, number two overall pick? Exactly. You got Bosa, who's probably a Hall of Famer. I know you don't like him, but the dude is a legitimate
1: I, I don't like him, but I just um, you, you, caught my, you caught my smile because he is very much a, the same with John Elway. That's where your conversation about like somebody had to lose. Unless listen, they're a worthy opponent. But I don't like the combination of it being a Shanahan, okay?
0: Well, I think where we're, I guess I – and and this was one of the things. Like I was admonishing myself during the game. You know, you want to talk during the game. Like I don't have any ill will. I don't have any ill will or hatred or anything for the 49ers. Like I don't, I do not get the Brock Purdy hate. I don't get the criticism of that kid. Like that kid played as good of a game as you can play. And it's the same thing last year with Jalen hurts. Like Jalen hurts played almost as good of a, except for one play for Jalen. Right. But the kid, they both played a phenomenal game. Even despite his last name, I don't have a problem with Christian McCaffrey, like
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> other than uh, his lineage, it, the the it... lineage. Um, so I mean, I, I you know that they, the that game was so you know again like, okay, somebody gets to win, somebody gets to lose. We get to be happy today, but the the fact of the matter is, is that that game certainly could have gone either way. It was. And I guess you and Kelly and I maybe disagree and I don't really disagree. It, let's just talk about the coin flip. Let's go there. Cause I, that's do. been a, been a part. You guys were, and and I think you guys, I'm just going to say that I think that part of your um, celebrating of the, the coin flip is just, you don't like the coach's last name. <laughs> So
1: Fair, I know. I, I think that's a, my my bias is showing in this. Sure, Go, continue. Yes. But,
0: but these rule these new overtime rules, like the oh, both teams have to touch the ball. Call it the Buffalo Bill rule because we didn't get to touch the ball, even though the Chiefs didn't get to touch the ball against the Patriots and eighteen. But whatever. Yeah. By the way, under the even if they would have played under the old rules we still would have gotten the ball here.
1: Correct. Cause they sort a field goal. You can't kick the field field ball. Ball.
0: Yeah. Correct. So, And I do like, and you know, for the longest time, like the NFL was, you know, sudden death overtime.
1: Yeah. Kick the field did, goal garbage. That was dude,
0: terrible. Like, did you have real quick sidebar before we get into the coin flip? Did you have any doubt whatsoever that Moody or Butker would miss either of those kicks? The, the long ones. Like I had no doubt whatsoever. Like, Okay, we're indoors. These guys can, like, they're talking about Butker kicking from 70 yards, dude. I like, know. It's crazy. No,
1: it's a great point. So, you would literally, if you win the coin under the old, old rules, you would have literally won the coin toss. You'd have had to get like 15 yards game yeah. over.
0: Well, okay, let's let's look at it. Let, let's say you win the, and under the old rules, you under the combination old rules, new rules, right? So, you get the kickoff, you get the ball at 25. You used to get it at the 20, but whatever. You get it at the 25. In theory, you could get 30 yards.
1: Yeah.
0: And have a makeable kick. Like 62 yard field goals. I don't want to say they're common, but it's it's an all timer. Like if for it to be an all timer, it's gonna have to be a 70 yard field goal now. Correct. But let's talk about the coin flip and the strategy around and these rules where you would go. And I can see, I can honestly, truthfully see both sides. Okay, so side one is I get the ball and I go down and I score a touchdown. I put pressure on the other team to have to match. okay, they have to match and then I may or may not, I either I'm either gonna win because I don't know if you saw the article that came out that uh, uh, Kelly actually put it in our group text, but the the Chiefs had talked about we'll go for two. yes um So, I mean that that brings in the uh, we'll call that the Dan Campbell uh, <laughs> theory, right? um But from Shanahan's perspective, and I think he actually said this in one of his post game interviews, is he was playing for the third possession because the third possession becomes sudden death. Yes. So if we're tied after each team touches the ball, let's say both teams go down, both teams get a field goal. Correct. Not out of the not out of the realm of question with the way this game had gone, right? Because uh we scored what one touchdown before before the winning one 19 it was 19 to uh 19 to 19 they had scored two touchdowns one off a trick play and and then they you know scored a more traditional touchdown so they'd scored two touchdowns two field goals we had scored four field goals and a touchdown yes and our touchdown came off of a muff punt. So call it a trick play touchdown, right? Like, um, right, right. Yeah. Short field.
1: We were not driving necessarily down there and scoring what touchdowns. What we were
0: doing was what we had done all year is we were getting in the red zone and not converting touchdowns. Correct. So that was, you know, kind of going back to my microcosm of the season. Right. Um, you know, just too many field goals down there, not converting touchdowns. Um, right. You know, even to the I mean, if you want to talk about some game management stuff, I still think at six seconds, you have time. Six seconds left in the half, I, I still think you have time. Uh, that, that play took four seconds.
1: No, I I, I know, and I think – so I understand what he's saying. I understand all of that. I, I think it's a bit over – okay, I, I'm going to tell you that to me, this is the opposite of Dan, Dan Campbell. This to me where, like – Okay.
0: Too conservative by taking the ball, or what do you you think?
1: No, what I mean is that Kyle Kyle Shanahan is the other spectrum of Dan Campbell that is equally bad. Okay. He is one of these guys that is going to lean heavily on the analytics piece, right? In that interview you're speaking of after the game, he said, Hey, I talked to my analytics guys. Right. That was the first thing he said. Okay. And to me, this is a paralysis by analysis scenario. Okay. This is where you overthink it as a overthinking coach and not enough in your gut and enough watching the game in front of you. Okay. To see that you need to make a different decision. Okay. Now, Dan Campbell is the other end of that where Dan Campbell is this gut guy. I'm going to do whatever I want to do. I don't care. Is how we do it. This is what we're going to do. We're always going to be us. This is what we're going to do. You know, and I live by live and die by my heart in some ways. That to me is also an incorrect way to do it. Okay. So to me when I look at the, the situation and this is what and going to my, I've been watching my stories. Like we talked about, I've been watching my shows and I will tell you that most of the football people, and I know it's easy to hindsight, but most of the pe- football people that I would say are, are pretty smart football people are, are saying it was a mistake. And I agree with them. I think you have to look at this scenario as what you've essentially done is turned it into college overtime, right? Which I will tell you that, in 99% of the times in college overtime, they defer in overtime because they want to know what they have to do and allows you to have so much more knowledge going into your drive than you do in that first drive. And so, my argument to, to Shanahan's argument and to yours, in, in his, I, I don't I think you're devil's advocating a little bit. You're saying you can see both sides, where to me, I'm firmly on the other, is you have to get there right? You have to get to that third try, which is assuming a lot of things. And when you start to assume that Patrick Mahomes is going to do this, this, and we'll get to that third drive, I think that's where the mistake is, right? And maybe if, if Shanahan was a little more Dan Campbell, he says, well, you know what? We, we took the ball on this coin flip, then we have to score, right? And, and when I say we have to score, we have to score a touchdown, And look at what we've done here. We've driven it all the way down here. We got to go for it on fourth down on that scenario. I I think that's where, to me, I'm confused because you essentially now, you know, you've you've defeated your own strategy because you said, we're going to be aggressive. We're going to take the ball. We're going to score. Right. And that's going to put the pressure on them. Then you turn around and kick a field goal, which to me, then you go. And again, this is where it's so funny, Andy, because I don't have it in me. But I I assume that the rest of the world, maybe not old school Chiefs fans like us, but the rest of the world is going, this game's over when they kicked that field goal, right? Because the rest of the world is going, you just gave Patrick Mahomes the ball to end this game if he wants to right now, and you never will see it again. You're going to watch it happen. He's going to drive down this field and score that touchdown. And that's what
0: happened. Well, I, so when they took the, uh, so it took me a few minutes when the coin toss results and they said we want the ball. And I was like, why would you do that? Like that was my, I said it out loud. Why would you do that? Cause I'm thinking baseball, right? I want last ups. Of course the home team has right. the advantage. I, I, want the, to... I want the last ups. And right. then I was like, well, and then Romo said something and I know that, you know, I mean, I think let's sidebar it real quick. I mean, I think this is huge um, for you to have to watch a game on a regular basis that Tony Romo called, uh, Ooh. I just love it. My guess is you probably watched the Nickelodeon, uh, broadcast I, the whole, the whole night. Um, but the, all, I the, did replays, not, but all that the replays is... are going to actually be on the, uh, with Romo and Nance. So, uh, enjoy that. Um, Ooh. but I, you know, he said something like your defense just came off the field. Like you just, like the chiefs did literally just driven, driven down and, you know gotten close and um so your defense had just played what was it well a minute a, a you know an under two minute drive so an under two minute drive is kind of like a four minute regular drive like you're playing you're playing fast you don't fast, get this
1: you can't make yeah. you can't make substitution so all those dudes were out there and you assume you, you've got your a plus guys in there it's the end of the season it's the super bowl it's in Listen, that is the part of the game management piece where I I get it. And so maybe that leans you to if you're already pretty determined to say, but this is where it goes back to, I I just, this is where the coach advantage becomes such a a huge thing. Because when you see that Andy Reid took the exact opposite approach, he said, this is the deal. We know we're going to be in these important playoff games we know the rules have changed we in fact know the rules have changed because of our games because the games we've been in so uh, we're going to talk about this and this is going to be a thing that we think about and we're going to work on and we're going to we're going to consider and we're going to have a strategy that we're going to think about all year long right that we that we at least know that when this moment happens this is what our plan is we win the toss we defer and then we go for two. Right. So the point would then be you give up a touchdown. Right. If they got the balls to go for two, bless their hearts. But that doesn't end the game. Right. So essentially, that's the double. And I, you can't. You can't. See, that's the other piece, Andy. Right. Like you can't go for two if you score, because then essentially if you miss the two, you now have allowed a extra point to beat you right? So it handcuffs you even that much more, right? You can't go in and go, okay, so now we have to kick the field goal, right? Because now we want the pressure to be on them to so then they have to score, to tie us, either kick the field goal and tie us again, or go for two. Now the Chiefs had said, listen, we're not going to let it go to that. So that what almost defeats Kyle Shanahan's strategy right there. Andy Reid already had the chess move made, Andy, because what he's saying is is that you're never going to get to the third try regardless, okay? You're going to score... And if you score fair, but you're going to score seven at the most, and we're not going to let it go to the third possession we're going for two. If we score the touchdown, it puts it in our offense's hands. We're not going to watch you go down and score again. It's genius. Really? Andy, think about it because it allows you to say, you're never going to, we're not going to step off the field and watch you beat us without our best player out there. It means Patrick Mahomes beats you or he loses genius.
0: Yeah, I, I I, mean, I get it. I think that it'll be a uh, – I like the rule, seeing it in, actually in – Oh, uh, it's, because,
1: so, it's so much better. I haven't, thought,
0: than... I haven't thought about any of these uh, scenarios since, since this came up, you know. But, like, originally I was just like, this is just, you know, some crybaby stuff as far as like – because we – and again, put us on that, that crybaby bandwagon too because Brady did this to us in the AFC Championship game. We – and I said at that time, like, well, you know, if you don't want to kind of be in that situation, maybe score in the first half. Um, yeah. Correct. You know, like, and then you know the whole thing with Buffalo is I think people probably just wanted to see Josh Allen have the ball and drive back down, and I think uh, that's what people were. My sister, uh, Eagle fan Bex, that she just loves, loves living in the uh, the great city of Philadelphia. Yeah. Uh, she. Uh, Brotherly loves. She was greeted with uh, some hate this morning as she uh, rolled into her, her office. Like, the, they're still butthurt about the field. Haters. Um, so, you know, whatever. it's. Uh, but, you know, like I said, man, it was a clean game. It was uh, well played on both sides. I didn't uh, – I think so that goes back
1: to and just maybe the last point of this is where, <laughs> you know, just uh, this wrap up kind of the Super Bowl talk of like, this is where the x's and o's and the chess piece of it i think spags and the defense and we we probably need to at least talk about them in this game and then of course we'll get to them throughout the season but like it there's no doubt that when regardless of what and we we'll talk about Mahomes he wins another mvp you know of the super bowl um there's he does some incredible things in this super bowl that are kind of hidden he makes so many checks um, that are important late in the game. He just kind of reads the defense and learns what they're doing to him and and beats it. You know, so like they all 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 those things. Andy Reid deserves a ton of credit for his game plan and his adjustments. But this was a defensive team. This was a de- defensive win again. I think. Think about the first half, Andy. I mean, this game should have been over. This game should have been over. And I think that that's what if you really look at it as you know you step back from it that's where it was won it was in the first half by our defense keeping us in it that yeah. should have been i mean the way that that game that first half of that game was played we should be down
0: at least 14 points well, what it take 40. us uh, what did it take us 29 minutes and 57 seconds to put our first points on the board I know. And, and right, we kick a field
1: goal even to boot, right? To not be in a situation where and you heard the stat, Jim Nance said it, right? Zero for you know, teams that have gone, you know, been shut out in the first half or like oh and fifteen in the Super Bowl. Like you're talking about you gotta break a another historic record there. If you don't even I, kick that
0: I probably of- need to backpedal off of something. I'm like, you've got time at six seconds. You probably learned from the AFC championship game against Cincinnati.
1: Andy I, I wanted to pop in there and I didn't because I just did a haze interrupt but that's the only piece that for me is like you can't lose that's why you have to get the field goal at the end of the half you can't really like go for it you got to take those three points and yeah, thing.
0: 10 to 7 and 10 to 3 in all seriousness there's really not much difference
1: correct correct I, I agree but there's a
0: big difference between 10 to 3 and 10 to nothing agreed, agreed. We, we've had this conversation we and when we were talking about dan campbell we had this conversation about possession games how many possessions do i have left in the game like that's really kind of where you that's really where you you start looking at it and it's like look we still have a lot of possessions so yeah these three points and four points and i mean really if we want to talk about what was the biggest play of that game it was a blocked uh, extra point
1: also, oh, the blocked field goal, the extra point—like, what in the world? Because
0: you know, th- there's a huge difference of being up three and up four. Oh. The, the way that the team that's down three or four has to play the game, because you terrible. know, who knows when we get down there and kick that field goal to tie. Um, you kick that field goal to tie at that point, right? It, if you're down seventeen to. 13 maybe at that point in the game you don't kick the field goal and you have to go for the touchdown you're on it you're
1: on a really tough decision because it was like third and six right like it was like it would have been it would have been like fourth and six and we would have been what like it did semi chip shoddy right or was that the long one that one the long one that we tied with right that was the more shorter one
0: well there was Four of them so i know, know they're, they're all, all it's all to remember really but i
1: mean regardless you
0: okay the, the two chip shots were at the end of the half and the end of the half end of the game they're, those were yeah. the two chip shots
1: so the uh, one was a little bit this one was a little bit longer but you feel good about your kicker obviously so you go but, okay you have to take these points and that is incredible as uh, such a great point that really again this is the moment that you start to go okay uh, extra point blocked muffed field muffed punt, punt return we didn't talk about richie james we we talked about rasheed rice dropping the football richie james dropped the football on a punt andy and then he got it back you know which could have easily turned the game completely over around same kind of scenario right so like i i think those are the moments where you go i i think maybe i don't recognize them and and i won't speak for you but I don't recognize them because it's not in me to recognize them. I need, to, I should, but I, I just don't because I do with everybody else. If I was watching the Patriots in that game, when I saw the blocked field goal or the the blocked extra point, I said this game, oh, no, the game's over. You know, I would have literally said right then and there that that was so huge, and you can't give Tom Brady. Uh, you can't throw him that one point you can't throw him that lifeline right you have to step on his throat or he will come back and so I've just got to I can't get it in my head because it's still there's still Casey on the side of their helmets they're still like I'm still just waiting for the bad ball to drop but in these moments where like I mean because like you said clean game yes but then I mean I don't know right because you see all those muffs that just kind of win our way where i guess i've got to, a disaster. So,
0: i guess i've got to qualify that by clean game meaning that i don't feel like there was i feel like the, there was Bradbury. So it's, not like a,
1: it's not like a bradbury hold so that there's no talk of like how could they call it in this big yeah i
0: i feel like and it, it's not just a chiefs thing but like i feel like Throughout the NFL season this year, there were so many games that were just marred by officiating calls, good, bad, or indifferent. Because, um, you know, just kind of a a side note, my uh, uh, my fourth grade girls' basketball team played a team that is a fifth grade team and has several comp players on it, and that team has never rolled out their A team, and we kept it close in the last game. Yeah. He rolled his eight he, he rolled his A team out this week. Okay. And it Just was a, not
1: moral victory, was, but also probably was it tough. Yeah.
0: It was not close. <laughs> it was participation time in the fourth quarter. Like the sure. girls maybe don't get the uh those variable minutes. Uh the they,
1: seniors, the seniors yeah, are all coming yeah. off the bench now, like yeah, nowadays. It, like
0: the 8th, 9th, tenth, eleventh, and twelfth players were uh, we're getting plenty of minutes to uh you know. And so, at the end of the game, I kind of jumped on my mom a little bit because all game I kept hearing her officiate from the well, her officiate from the fan from the stand.
1: Sarah's mom's too. Like,
0: I was like, "You got to knock that off!" Like, do you really think that that not travel call midway through the third quarter was a reason this game was you know was in doubt? Like, right. uh, but I I just feel like there's way too much focus on the officials and don't get me wrong, man. I, I had an embarrassing temper tantrum at the end of the Packers game that we talked about with the missed, the missed call on the, uh, the missed PI on MVS and yeah, just, you know, stuff, the, the whole thing against the, with the Cowboys and the, the lions. And just, there's a lot of, there was a lot of things where the officials became the story.
1: Very sketchy. And, um,
0: you know, I mean now that, I think the the main issue here is that the 49ers had to practice on a mountain and on rocks and the chiefs got to practice on, Hey, pristine, pristine. uh, Uh,
1: Which, which um, was so funny because there was, there's like, this is where, you know, you're so in the weeds. And this is where, again, these are the loser arguments, right. Of like, so we had a natural argument, right. To go right back to them. Because again, we are consistently in Super Bowls, right. So this is our routine. And so, Interestingly enough, last year, right, the the Super Bowl is in Arizona, right? Well, who got to practice on this faulty, crazy field and the Arizona Cardinals practice facility? Well, that was the Philadelphia Eagles. The Chiefs had to play at Arizona State University. Right. Which uh, my assumption is, is that it's not as fancy, as nice as the Cardinals practice facility that the Philadelphia Eagles got to play in this, this thing flips, bobs back and forth, right? The teams have to kind of, they have to figure out a way to do this because they don't want them practicing in the same place. Let's be honest because Bill Belichick found a way to practice, to tape a practice, even when it, you know, when it was on the same facility, I think, I really think it goes to that because I think they They've seen that it has been infiltrated. So they have to be careful about how they where and how they practice. So they have to have different facilities, right? So, but then this is what I'm saying: the weeds of it, the loser mentality, the arguments, and this is the arguments that I would be making, at least in the past, right? Would because they say, well, Arizona State is a is a higher quality college. Right than UNLV was. That's what I kept hearing too. Was that well, it's not the same though as the Chiefs last year because UNLV is like some garbage college that's like mid major, and Arizona State must have better facility than stupid UNLV. So it's not the same. You know what I mean? So like, this is what I mean. Is it was where where you know. I I think probably both of us, just like you mentioned about San Francisco being a good team and maybe they just, des- you know, like they deserve a lot of credit and all those things. And they do. I was prepared for that. I was prepared for after this game being angry for a little while. Of course, I really felt like that would be a thing. But I also felt like I could go, man, great Great season 49ers. Good team. I feel like we didn't get beat by a lesser opponent. You know, they're they're quality team that was quality all year round. They have a good, you know, coach. They they have good I, I agree with you that Brock Purdy is is fine. He's absolutely fine. I I do, you know, I'm I'm hesitant to, to, to put him in like top five categories or you know, I, I don't think I, he
0: needs to be. I think that no he um i think he's exactly what they need now you know kelly was uh conflicted today with time we would have brought him on but we'll ha- we'll have him on in oh uh, here in a few weeks because you know upcoming will be the draft and the salary cap and you know he's our expert on expert, all of that expert man this we'll guy bring, knows the
1: deal i we'll love that stuff as love far it
0: as, uh, you know what what moves everybody has to make and and all of that but i mean you know you get a guy like brock purdy like this is this used to be the formula of how you win is that you get a, a quarterback on a rookie deal that is performing yeah. so that you can put the superstars around him. So you can put the Christian McCaffrey's and the Debo Samuels and the George Kittles and the Brandon Ayuk's and the Bosa's and bring in Chase Young. And Oh, by the way, they got Logan Ryan off the street, right? Like, I mean, I know you're you're looking at all the Randy Gregory. Like we didn't even really talk about Randy Gregory. Randy Gregory is a pretty dominant defensive player. Yeah, just couldn't stay out of trouble. You know, like so he has to get off the Cowboys. He goes to Denver. He can't stay out of trouble in Denver, so they kick him out. So then he goes over to San Francisco, and they're like, "Yeah, sure, we'll take a chance on this guy with ultra, this uber talent, and we can get him for a pretty minimum deal." And you know, hey, if he, if he's good, great. If he sucks. Oh, well well, we still got Bosa yeah. and Tarek Armstead and Fred Warner yeah. and um but to your point, that's why we bring Kelly on because his
1: point in the chat was hey, you know, this is this is kind of the Rams of you know the Super Bowl Rams, the recent Super Bowl Rams, where they sold out for it, you know, like they realized they they this was their window they're doing it in a different way, right? A little bit, because I think, you know, they paid Stafford, but they probably didn't
0: pay a premium for Stafford at that point. Well, but when they paid for Stafford, they got what they, they got, they paid, they bought it, right? They had Von Miller, they brought Beckham in, they had Stafford, they, you know, they, they paid for it. And the Bucks the same way, right? They bring in Fournette and Gronkowski and Brady and, uh, you know, they had Evans and Godwin basically peak Evans and Godwin already on the roster you know some of these teams are chasing it trying to do that and then when you don't do it man you really kind of spiral yourself out Um, and that's the
1: money piece that right now eventually you can't pay all these guys and Brock Purdy is eventually going to want to get paid not as Mr. Irrelevant as a you know a Super Bowl quarterback right you know he has every right and deserves that so the question then becomes I think that's That's the wait and see, probably. And I think that's the blessing for them, right, is that they do still have some time. Because I do think that's, let's you know, like pump the brakes on that second contract for him, right? Because I do think you've maximized what you've seen so far from him. And if he continues to do that, then you pay him what you pay him because you're going to end up in a situation. But you don't also want to be in a Daniel Jones situation either. Right. You don't want to be in a New York Giants situation where that essentially you had a kid that was a flash in a pan. Right. Was like really look like, okay, we can we can build something around him. You give him a pretty good contract. And then now you're just like, oof, can we really do it with this guy? And because it's just sets you so far back. Right. Like we talked about. And that's why we'll talk to Kelly about it. But like, you know, and and that's the interesting piece. I think the talk was if Brock Purdy didn't play well in this game, I think there was still talk of like, is he do they settle for Brock Purdy next year? Or do they bring in a veteran guy to push him, you know, a little bit to say, hey, maybe this ain't really, you know, the the guy that can put us over the top. But I agree with you. I think he played absolutely well enough to win this ballgame. You know, in in every way, he didn't make the big mistake. You know, he didn't do the thing that I thought he could easily do. I don't think the moment ever looked too big for him. Um, I do think, again, that you just have to give Spagnolo and this defense so much credit because they did this to everyone. They made Brock Purdy look like everyone else, though, this year. Right. So this is what they did to Lamar Jackson. This is what they did to Josh Allen at times at the end of the game, that Buffalo game. This is what they did to everyone, you know? So credit to Spags, The fact that he's not getting talked about a head coaching, what a blessing that is. I mean, I think for the Chiefs, like, think about that. If this was a young guy, you know, if this was, you know, some some hot name, right A D'Amico Ryans, uh, Raheem Morris, you know, one of these guys that, like, because then remorse even got a chance to, to coach and it didn't go well you know so it's really interesting that spags just you know has slid under the radar and we've been able to keep him and we'll look what he's built you know my guess is belichick
0: will get a job before spags does
1: i wouldn't i now that's that's one of those okays right but there's going to be a lot of names that are going you're going to go why over spags though right so that's if you say belichick Fair, right? But but Belichick's a good example of a guy who, in at least recent years, has shown that he is capable of poor. Well, I, don't
0: think Spag- I don't think Spags wants it. I think he tried it a couple times, and and some of these guys, like, well, I mean, like look at this thing that happened with Chip Kelly this week. You know, he's the UCLA head coach, and he willfully resigns that position takes a $4 million pay cut to go be the offensive coordinator at Ohio State. Yeah. Like, being the head coach is a very stressful – it's kind of like being the president of the United States. It's a very stressful job. Like, you're going to – it takes years off of these guys' lives.
1: Heavy is the head. Heavy heavy is is the the head. And and I think for a lot of guys – and that's probably why the conversation comes to Andy, you know, every year of, like, will he keep doing it? And I think for some people, and I think Belichick's one of them. Um, you know, a lot of these guys, they just they're they're not going to quit till they're kicked out. You know, in some ways, and and you know, so I mean, which is fine. I mean, I again, I, I understand that. You know, I would also understand if Andy said, "Hey, I'm going out on top." You know, like a lot of like if Andy said, you know, after this year that this was it. You know, I I could absolutely see that. Um, I don't anticipate that, though, you know, and I I just think the other the the other side of the coin is, is why. Right. When you've got everything set up for you, a couple things for as the season goes on or maybe in just preparation for next year, the two youngest defenses to ever win a Super Bowl. Right. Ours last year and ours this year. Right. You know, so. We've had this conversation and I I don't I I don't want to give myself because I've been I'm wrong on so many things. But I would say this year does at least still hang on to the defense win championships argument that it's still there in the NFL, that you can be dominant enough on that side of the ball
0: to win, you know. So on the Brock Purdy thing, I'm going to give you. Oh, I see you've been crunching the numbers. I have while you were talking, um, because I, I had heard this, but I was just kind of validating and looking it up. In the history of the NFL, there have been only two quarterbacks to lose their first Super Bowl and get back and win it mm-hmm. later in their career. Um, the first was Lynn Dawson, lost Super Bowl one, won Super Bowl uh, four, and then John Elway.
1: Yeah, who I was a victim
0: of a victim of one of those blowouts, several blowouts. Like he he was actually, well, his okay, so he played uh, the Giants, they got blown out in 86. That's they right. got blown out by the Redskins in 87. They got really blown out by the 49ers in 89. Um and then uh then they got back in the late 90s. They won it back-to-back back. Back back in 97, 98. Um but outside of John Elway and Len Dawson, no other quarterback that has lost their first Super Bowl has ever gotten back and won. Wow,
1: that is an incredible stat. And so, yeah, and you would think those guys pretty- that have
0: gotten back and lost, but like, um, you know, because I was like, "What would Manning do?" It, but Manning went when he they won against the Bears and then they lost to the the Saints. Mm-hmm. um and brought roethlisberger beat seattle then lost to green bay um yeah
1: and i, and I think you know Robert that's Hicks
0: never been back uh russell wilson cam newton matt ryan jared goff garoppolo burrow hurts and purdy
1: but the interesting thing and this is where and, and you know it's another another really funny thing and just allows the chiefs to continue to wear that funny and i, I love that line that that Pat says that just you know remember that the Chiefs are never underdogs, we are never underdogs. but the betting odds came out today for this year and who's the favorite to to, to win the Super Bowl next year? It's the San Francisco 49ers. and yeah. so I, I think but and and I've I mentioned that because it goes back to Purdy, right? And you would say that essentially the odds makers and the professionals are going to tell you that he has as good a chance as probably anyone right to lose your first super bowl and then go and actually kind of break that kind of least recent history
0: streak and i think he absolutely could do that let's look at the guys that are still playing and tell me who you would if you were to put odds at who could win it um so goff garoppolo burrow hurts and purdy like i could see any of those guys winning a super bowl later in their life not garoppolo
1: garoppolo that was the name that that very much stuck snuck out to me is like no, nah, I don't. He he's gonna have a hard time ever starting again, you know. But
0: and I think Jared Goff will probably have a hard time too. I mean, the, the Lions are set up pretty good, but I think this was the year where they were gonna sneak up on people, and now that people are looking for him,
1: I, I think he now he then becomes the least likely after Garoppolo yeah. in the list, right? But um, and then Purdy becomes, I would say, the most.
0: I I think Burrow second has second most likely. I think, I think Burrow has the best chance. It would be Burrow, and then maybe you would then throw in
1: Hurts. Because I, I do think, obviously, you saw this meltdown from, then, from them. I think, again, and we've mentioned it so many times, the concept of the Super Bowl hangover, how hard it is to get back, how hard it is to have a good, even a decent season after you lose or win the Super Bowl. It is incredibly tough. The Philadelphia Eagles, you know, case study, 1 million in this in this you know situation where it just all fell apart for them but I would also say that I think him as a talent and them as a team they've got enough they've got the pieces to put it back together and maybe get back there and have an opportunity I think Burrow I would agree although I think Burrow's window is tightening and our, our guy Kelly will tell us, you know, that as as much as anybody, in that you know they have some salary cap issues, they're going to lose some weapons this year. We think, you know, um, T Higgins, if you want to come play, you know, come win a championship, you know, I, I you know, we we've got, I'm sure, a little Skrilla to spend. We'll, we'll we'll take you on. Let's, uh,
0: let's close out with a little trivia. Ooh, like you it. good with this? Ooh, I love some trivia. Okay. There are two quarterbacks that have started more Super Bowls than Patrick Mahomes? Who are they? One is super easy. Uh, well, Tom Brady. Yeah. Tom Brady. He started 10, 7, and 3. Who's the other?
1: So let's let's get Mahomes' numbers correct. Let me just make sure I get them correct. Mahomes has started four Super Bowls. He started four Super Bowls, and he has won three. So when you say more, because, there's, more. because there's someone who has – been to as many and that's montana right well it was, it yeah montana,
0: yeah now ben and more there's uh there's a guy you you talked about him earlier today
1: it wouldn't be jim cully but he lost them all uh, um troy aikman is not in that
0: category i don't i don't yeah you spoke um, about it being one of your biggest joys.
1: Oh, John LA. Oh, See, <laughs> I just I want to like, I don't want to give him any credit. I want to, you know what I mean? It's got to okay.
0: be so. Okay, so, so LA, L.A. has started five, Brady has started ten. Those are the only two guys that have started more Super Bowls than Mahomes. There are also only three guys that have more Super Bowl victories than Mahomes. Who are they? You've already named one, of course.
1: Brady has one, and I do think Brady and Montana because Montana has
0: Montana four. was four and zero. Brady's seven and three. Montana four and zero. One more, and I There's like old people. There's like Bart the Starr. Old no Bart Starr was uh, only two. Terry Bradshaw. Bradshaw four zero.
1: Yeah, Jerry Bradshaw. And Mahomes is that. Mahomes
0: is tied with. In Super Bowl appearances, he's tied with Jim Kelly, who went zero and four. Peyton Manning, who went two and two. Roger Staubach went two and two. Uh, Mahomes three and one. Montana and Bradshaw four and zero. Hmm. So, he has one more now. I'm sure you well, you probably haven't, but do you remember the uh, Troy Aikman tweet?
1: Oh. I absolutely remember that 30 percent 33 percent or something
0: yeah people have been digging that up and they're like Mahomes is 100 uh, percent of Troy Aikman's uh, championships so
1: which is phenomenal and I think again you know this is where it goes back to there's always going to be something and when you give a competitor like Pat Mahomes you know a a anything anything you know so those little digs those little things us not being even favored next year um because i i mean you know thinking about next year there's no reason to think that we won't be better next year right i mean that's uh, the incredible piece of it what what makes anyone think that we wouldn't be better next year other than just like the i mean like you know
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, the interesting thing, and we'll, let's save this one for our conversation with in uh, oh, yes, we'll a do. few weeks, because we're going to, we're going to get into it. Um, but you know, I think one of the themes of this podcast, and this is the way that we need to close this is, um, you and I are famous for being very good at being parade guys.
1: We're parade guys. We're parade people.
0: Yet again, we in a matter it. of two days, we will be attending a parade. So, uh, I know I got to
1: work this out, though, because I do technically, you know, my schedule. So today I'm off, which what right, right. I mean, think about the level of wonderful. That is right. I mean, not, you know, this this like because you're going to have a Super Bowl hangover regardless of like and I, I don't mean in any way did I now I will say I probably overindulged. I think we have that I had that argument. And overindulged for me is like two, two cocktails. You know what I mean now? So I want to i want to preface this with like. I'm not out there in the street, you know,
0: with no shirt on, you know. But I, I enjoyed not, uh You're not calling your J- inner Jason Kelsey.
1: No, there was no inner, there was no Kelsey, you know, move at all. But I, I will say, you're going to have a like a Super Bowl hangover, regardless, you lose or win, right? And it is a tough morning, you know, to to roll into work, whatever it is, on the next day after the Super Bowl, right? So what a blessing having this day off. Now, on the flip side, not being in my my former career means i technically have a day of work on this parade day Mm -hmm. um but i am going to i think my deanna has gotten me excited because the weather's going to be nice right i mean they're talking like 60 60 degrees
0: kansas city let's talk about an avon barksdale uh uh, not not a great stringer bell
1: yeah, exactly exactly Forty degree. degree day, baby.
0: <laughs> like a 40 degree day <laughs>
1: that's the san francisco 49ers baby they're having a 30 they're, 40 degree day having a 40 degree day yeah but we're we're so um her excitement of maybe going and we might just go as a whole fam and crew has it, it, in so um i haven't in my new job i haven't taken a day off yet so i feel like i've built up a little bit of you know, and I can always make it up. I can always work Sunday of next week because why not work Sunday? It's a day,
0: but, it's a day off anymore but now. But you put enough deposits in. You you put so, enough deposits in. You can you can t- take a slight withdrawal. Pull it out, baby. So you I know think what? Actually, a- you, you're not even like you're not even withdrawing like the principle of this. You're you're withdrawing some of your interest earnings. <laughs> That's what I feel like, right? It's one, know, like day, we're not talking like we're not breaking into the corpus of the investment. We're breaking into the interest part that we pull. That's what we're, that's what we're talking about. So, all right, man. Well, I hope you go to the parade. Um, hope you can get down to. Um, I hope Union Station keeps up the the lights and stuff a little bit longer this year. Like I felt like they ripped those things down pretty quick last year. So, um, all right, man. Well, uh, it is a Super Bowl hangover day, but I do apologize about the uh, work calls that we're, uh, we're rolling in as people uh, decided to start waking up right as uh, as we recorded. but um business, you know,
1: business I, keeps going, baby. It's know, Kansas City. It's what we do.
0: And that's on my part for uh, not hitting my do not disturb, but uh, I do apologize about the the phone calls and the dings and stuff like that but uh you know, I just was, just wasn't thinking that people would uh, would really be wanting to buy and sell businesses this morning, but there there you have it. so all right, brother. Uh, talk next week. That's right. Sounds good. All right. See you, man.